You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. You know, it's very interesting. Uh, so often people, when they think about being loved and loving, what they really think of is, what can I get? And getting into a relationship because they're lonely or getting in the relationship because they're looking for an intimate connection. And I don't know if there's enough people looking to get into a relationship so they can simply love somebody. And, you know, come what may. It's like, it's like a whole nother approach. So we have with us today, uh, Dr. John Townsend, who's written a book called In Every Relationship There Is Nothing More Important Than Loving People and How to Love and Be Loved. And he coaches folks on how to have mature love, which is a lovely thing to have. So would you welcome to the show Dr. John Townsend. How you doing, John? Good. How are you? We're good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. So there seems to be an epidemic of anger, and that sometimes goes into wayward behavior oftentimes, I guess, plaguing American youths. What do you think is behind that? Well, there's you know, several kind of uh, looks at that because I think it's more, of a, more than a uh, one-cause thing. You know, Youth need two things to get up through life. I've got uh, two teenagers at home, so I'm right in the middle of the youth thing. Yes. You know, they need lots and lots of unconditional love, meaning being cared about for themselves. But they also need lots and lots of appropriate structure. Um, being close to a kid without also being the kid's parent and being just their best friend sometimes can be a good thing. Everybody does, does well with the right, the right kind of formulation of, of love and structure. So um, children need an example, and they need boundaries uh, within uh, a loving care for their best interest. Absolutely. Okay, and that's really missing these days. I, I think families are getting stressed, and there's uh, more going out to work and less staying home to be with the kids. Then they're raised by TV, peer pressure, whatnot. Yeah, that's true. And that, you know, that can't go up. It just uh, makes things worse. And so children find ways to raise themselves, which, you know, they, they don't have the caring uh, from loving parents who've walked, you know, been in the real world for a while enough. And um, so, you know, we always encourage our audience, you know, let's be there for our kids, and we are their role model, and for that to rub off, we have to be around them more. That's really true. So, uh, let's see. We have all kinds of questions. I enjoyed your book. Thank you. Um, do do people, uh, husbands, wives, kids that we're raising, etc., do people need 
to be validated or their experience validated. And sometimes we notice even our minds need to be validated. What do you think about that? Well, you know, validation is kind of a, a funny term. Sometimes it sounds a little bit psychobabble for people. Yeah. But, but, you know, really all it means is that you're telling someone else that their experience matters. You know, somebody comes home from work and they've had a horrible day and bad traffic and the boss has been a grouch and this sort of thing. Yeah. And all they want to do is to be able to say, gosh, it was a bad day. I mean, I'm so glad I'm through with it. And for the other person to say, that sounds difficult or, gosh, that sounds hard for you. Or, what a bad day. You've just validated someone. You haven't said that they're right about it because sometimes you can be wrong. Yeah. You haven't said, um, you know, let, let's go solve this because validation is not about, about advice. But you haven't turned it to yourself and either and, and said, think you had a bad day. Well, mine's worse. That's kind of an anti-validating right. thing. What you've done is said, is said, what you experience, it matters to me, and it, it was important. Yeah. And so when people learn that they can open up about their good times, their bad times, their loves, their hates, and someone else is just going to enter their world, it makes a huge amount of difference to their emotional, spiritual, and mental health. So basically, you know, People and, you know, I know sometimes I come in and I want to be heard. The word is I want to be heard. And, you know, after I'm heard, we could tear it apart and say, well, I was coming from an eagled spot or whatever. <laughs> but I need to be <laughs> I need to be heard first. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, people have an odd idea about uh, romance, sex, intimacy and everything. And, and a lot of times people think that you do... Uh, sex for intimacy, and, and is that how it works? Oh, my goodness. That is how it unworks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, sexuality is such a great gift, and it's such a, you know, an important and passionate and, and great part of life, but it also involves a great amount of vulnerability and openness and trust because it, it involves some of the most fragile and some of the most um, kind of breakable parts of us. Yes. So, so sexuality always has to be accompanied by lots and lots of relationship, trust, time, and safety. And so that's why the formula is always intimacy before sex, not the other way around. We usually say, uh, you, you know, you let's say you happen to have a good friendship, and the friendship grows and it develops in a trust, and you get more and more attracted to each other on many levels, and then it begins to, if it will, roll over into intimacy, and then intimacy can roll over into uh, romance, and that's the proper direction. Right. That's just kind of how we're made. Yeah, and, and it it grows on a basis of trust and familiarity and, and uh, increase of, you know, days and days or whatever of liking each other and getting even closer and, and seeing more of what's, truly the other person and still liking them and being drawn together and then it matures naturally into romance if it will yeah and and you know a lot of people will say well that's not really true because you know we can get close and the closeness is more of kind of what you get if you're depressed for things like failure mm -hmm. or stress or lack of uh, uh, lack of trust or whatever but it never solves the entire problem so when you help people get out of the, um, this is solving a problem until, and, and let them see, I'm just using this to postpone a problem, then they find it in its proper, its proper range. Yes.
You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Dr. John Townsend. He's written the book called Loving People, How to Love and Be Loved. So you, you have a couple going together and everything, and if they are the most loving couple, actual loving couple, does that mean they're the most romantic? Um, actually, um, they should all go together because I think love's very integrated. But at the same time, um, I really believe that um, the romance is the kind of the uh, cart that comes after the horse. And so the most loving couple, I think, first becomes, I would say, three things. Because um, in the book I talk about connection, truth-telling, uh, healing, um, letting go, and then romance. Mm-hmm. So if the most loving couple would be the one that does those other things, they they care about each other. I define I, I define love in the book as um, seeking and doing what is best for the other person. And you started the program talking about, you know, is this something I do for the relationship or something for me? Yeah. Well, people that love are people that are looking for how do I make this person a better person? How do I enter their world emotionally? How do I feel what they feel? How do I, can I give of myself? with no thought of return for something on their side. Those are the best and the most successful couples. So if a person is loving where they seek to help and, and just be a better influence and, a, and a, helpful, a helpful part in other people's lives, does that make them more loving? Is that a way to learn how to be loved? Um, you know, that's a great other cart before the horse because people get that wrong too. They think, well, maybe if I'm just really caring about other people, I'll get that. And the problem is you can't love from an empty cup. It's like pouring mm-hmm. pouring gasoline out when you don't have anything in your own pump. So I talk in the book about how connected people who really want to, to, to connect to other people, they must be connected first. You know, the, the healthiest people in the world are the ones that got somebody to love them, like a baby gets, gets mom to love him or her. And so... You have to have somebody fill your cup up so you can provide it for others. So the appropriate one to fill your cup up is you. Well, um, I think that that in a way, yes, and in a way, no. I don't think that self-love is really uh, a concept that makes sense because self-love then involves me filling up the tank of of me. And I believe that love by, by its own nature actually requires a relationship. It requires me and an other. And an other has to got to be someone outside my skin. So the most healthy person in the world is the person that received lots of that and then gave it out to other people. So it doesn't mean they're needy for that, like they take care of themselves. But then, you know, I believe if you take care of yourself enough, like life mirrors what's going on inside of you, then that naturally draws to you a wholesome loving, you know, where you can share that also. I think that that is one of the best concepts of mental, emotional health, spiritual health, and relationship is that people who have have received love and received safety and received empathy and received warmth from family or, you know, a spiritual person or therapist or God or, you know, a support group or friends. Yeah. People have received those things, then they can better take responsibility for themselves, take ownership of their lives, take charge of their lives because they've got something to work with. Right. You know, there's a 
a lot of people that, you know, maybe they had a really rough childhood and, and they just feel on the outs and they're looking to find some kind of romance to make them feel loved. And a lot of times, I believe they need to love themselves first while they're, you know, being good for others and then they can sort of jumpstart the thing that way. Yeah, we, we really do need to take responsibility for who we are and that makes us a better person. Right. So, uh, in, you mentioned these five things, and the first one's connecting. How, how do you connect with somebody? I mean, let's say you're not connecting. How do you connect? Well, you know, connection involves the ability to put your own experience on the back burner and enter their world empathetically so that you are trying to feel what they feel, yes. think what they think, um, See what it's like for them to be feeling, feeling and thinking what they're thinking. But the other thing is also to be able to let them know that. You know, you can have all the empathy in the world for someone. Right. But if you haven't conveyed that to them by things like your tone of voice and the way that you look at them and the words you say and the kind of the texture of the relationship, then it doesn't really provide the fuel that that other person needs. So it's always a two kind of a step process. I gotcha. That's nice. And then... Um and the, another step in, in your formula here is truth-telling or solving for solving problems. Uh, is that like you get more vulnerable with each other or what? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like injecting um, the syringe of reality into the love we feel for each other. You know, lots of people only see love as close times, um, warm times, vulnerable times. Then there are some times when you have to say, ouch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're a great person, but, you know, at the party sort of like made fun of me in front of everybody and it wasn't very nice and hurt my feelings and and that's it giving the other person reality that I love you but I also want you to be a better person and this affects how I feel in my heart yes. so so the most loving people are also the most honest people right okay you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time Monday through Saturday 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN our guest today Dr. John Townsend author of Loving People How to Love and Be Loved and we have more after the break stay with us <laughs> 